Talking with Prashanth, who is representing the Bringin Company. Very excited for this one. Seems to be doing a lot of good work. Um, haven't heard much about uh, these folks yet, so hopefully we can learn a little bit more about what they're doing and what is on the horizon for this company. Prashanth, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, always best thing, easiest thing to do. Uh, can you introduce yourself and Bringin? Sure. So I'm Prashant and I was born in a small village in India. So uh, I grew up there in Bangalore and I moved to Bangalore city to complete my graduation. So I'm a computer science engineer. So back in 2018, I started my career as a software engineer working in a company building tools for internet. And we were a small startup of three people building tools for uh, consumers and creators, no, mainly creators, uh, like extensions and Twitter cards and uh, a lot of other tools. But unfortunately, we couldn't monetize that. And then that's when I wanted to change my career. And back in 2018, I knew how Bitcoin worked, but then I started to learn more about it. I started reading Mastering Bitcoin book. And uh, after reading that book, I was sure that I want to work on Bitcoin. And I was lucky enough to find a company that was hiring for backend engineers and the company was at the time building Bitcoin payment system for Euro and it was last bit. So I was hired as a backend engineer and from the time I have been working on Bitcoin Lightning, building backend systems, tools and services to manage Lightning nodes and uh, me as an engineer and last bit contributed heavily to build backend infrastructure for that supported two payment applications. One is LastBit Cards, which is a MasterCard debit card, which you can top it up with Bitcoin Lightning and spend it anywhere. And other one is Bitcoin Your Bank, which allows you to pay receive Lightning invoices by and sell Bitcoin. Unfortunately, we couldn't scale the product because of the compliance reasons. We were tying multiple services, financial services together and multiple KYCs, and uh, we had to skip the product. To, to solve that, we moved to Estonia to get our own licenses. Uh, and then we eventually pivoted to focus more on infrastructure and uh, crypto asset service providers. So during this time, I used to receive part of my payment in Bitcoin. And then after uh, like this last bit cards not being functional, it was really hard for me to spend Bitcoin. So I used Kraken at the time to liquidate Bitcoin, but then I had a terrible experience because they had halted SEPA withdrawals and I had to use other external custody services to get euros there and then get it to my bank account. But I couldn't do it because of the KYC restrictions and a lot of other things that didn't happen. It took weeks together. And then I bought, uh, I moved Bitcoin from Kraken to Binance. And then I initiated a SEPA transfer to my Revolut account. 
So this process took almost four days and I also had to pay huge fees on uh, spa withdrawal. And uh, this was not the experience that I hoped for having received my payments in Bitcoin. I wanted to do or a service where I can instantly liquidate Bitcoin and get euros into my bank account so that I can spend when I'm out of, you know, euro uh, salary that I received. But I was so shocked. I was surprised to see that there were no solutions where I can instantly liquidate Bitcoin and get euros. And then talking to other folks in the community, uh, I also learned that it's not safe to receive euros from Binance to bank account because banks tend to block users' account on receiving euros from an exchange. So uh, this was the problem that existed. And I was quite shocked that in 2022, when liquidating Bitcoin was so hard. And this was uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a basic requirement for people to you know hold Bitcoin. If they cannot liquidate Bitcoin, it's, it, it gets harder for them to even buy Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin. That's when I wanted to build bring in Having enough experience working in Bitcoin Lightning, I also understand the compliance and uh, the banking aspects really well and how these things tie together uh, with compliance. So that's when back in 2021, I started bringing in, bring in particularly focusing on Bitcoin to your off-ramping. Bitcoin to your off-ramping is the hardest problem to solve because financial institutes are... Uh, more worried about the source of Bitcoin and they want to verify the source of Bitcoin before it's converted to Euro to prevent anti-money laundering and terrorist financing. So we take an entire unique banking first approach to provide IBAN accounts to users and we verify the source of Bitcoin and then convert the Bitcoin to Euro, provide to their IBAN account and then from there they can safely transfer Euros into their bank account. And we support Bitcoin Lightning and instant transfers so uh, the process of getting Bitcoin from your self-custody wallet to your bank account can happen at the time as uh, the time could be as least as one minute. So this is what we're able to do. Uh, and uh, we got it done. So it's the product is live. And that's bringing today. So it helps people spend Bitcoin or uh, liquidate Bitcoin to get euros. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, on, on the on a personal level, let me say thank you for all your efforts in <laughs> in making Bitcoin or making the Lightning Network work. Uh, as uh, as we're talking now, the Lightning um, uh, Lightning uh, folks are going through a real headache trying to work with the right. on-chain fees and opening channels and closing channels. So you guys are really putting in the overtime. I appreciate that. It's it's a complex system, but it seems like one that um, as more and more people kick the tires and move around, um, the self-sovereign self-sovereign aspect of it will pay dividends later on but it's real right. <laughs> it's really in its growing yeah. challenges now um and then just one more uh just a uh, uh, a personal question you mentioned uh you had started um two companies and then a third um that's a lot of that's a lot of work that's a lot of companies to start um in a fairly short amount of time uh do you and did you did you enjoy the 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 whole business <laughs> opening and closing process or is that a challenge is, is that not something you enjoy uh no this is my first business so the previous companies i worked as an engineer so oh so uh, you weren't really in, you were working with them but not uh in right. the in the, right. in the head role i see yeah since it was a small company we were uh like like the team was of size five uh that's why i used v ah i see yeah, the um, yeah, it's it, that's uh, that's, nevertheless, even just working with those kind of companies, uh, you would a lot of people at, at some point would say, enough of this startup stuff. I'm going, I'm going to go work for IBM or I'm going to go work for something else. Uh, but you you stayed in um, in the smaller company, smaller startups. Is there a particular reason for that? You just enjoy the the smaller nature of it, or working on something new, or what was the reason? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to start 
I wanted to always build a company. So I like building things. I'm an engineer. I want to make things more efficient and build more efficient systems. So uh, building new things has always been exciting for me. So uh, I knew I didn't have enough experience to build on my own. So I it was no brainer for me to start working in startups, working in small teams. And as, as and when I did, I enjoyed working in small teams because it gave me a lot of opportunity to learn and then talk to customers and then get feedback and then build, iterate. And this was really good. And uh, I couldn't expect my professional life to be better than this. So uh, I enjoyed doing it. And then I grew personally as well. So as a good engineer and was also capable of understanding how the business grew from point A, where we started building the product and till the point we started making revenue. So all this is very exciting. And then working in small companies, you will have to do a lot more things than just engineer, right? So uh, learning new things is always nice. Absolutely. And yeah. And do, as your uh, your new role uh, leading the right. company, do you prefer the uh, the management side, the new the new role that you've uh, stepped into, or are you by nature more of the uh, the background engineer type? I I wish I could just like put my heads down and start, uh, <laughs> build continuously, but. Uh, so I like the aspect that there's a lot more challenges that doesn't require engineering, but it's not necessarily the like the task that you would love to do. It's more like the things that you needed to be done so that the company uh, proceeds further. Like, and so yeah, I mean, uh, overall, when I look back, it's been a good journey. So uh, overall, when the team progresses, I feel good. But then certain aspects when I try to do things that really doesn't add value for the direct value for the consumers or the product, right? So a lot of admin works and then setting up company and then talking to lawyers. These are the work that I don't really enjoy doing it. But then those are the things that I have to do. But once done, once a structure set up and the company is progressing in a positive direction, that gives me a lot of positive feedback. And then that's what gives me working every day on this stuff. So I program myself to do things what is more needed than what I want to do and providing our uh, like colleagues or anyone where they uh, do what they want and also that really adds value so that I can like you know like delegate only things that they want to do excellent yeah no that makes sense and actually one more uh one more question you um as you were listing out some of the thing uh the, the projects that you worked on before and then and bring in now one of the big or one of the overarching themes was um uh, the compliance aspect uh, right. getting in there um now i don't know uh as an american i don't know europe so well as, a, as an american living in japan i know japan and i know the u.s uh comparatively speaking in your experience um europe how does it stack up in terms of compliance difficulties with dealing with bitcoin is it more is it less uh where does it fall within that spectrum it's it's different so i would say because so there's both advantages and disadvantages coming to uh, regards to compliance in Europe. So the advantage being like you being compliant in one of the EU countries allows you to operate or onboard users uh, from all the countries which is part of EEA. So that's an advantage. So uh, you will have to get license in one state, which is approved to onboard users uh, from all the countries in EEA. But the uh, this is not the case in US, right? So there's a lot of states and then every state has it own regulations and then it, it becomes necessary for you to comply to the regulations of each state and it gets harder to provide a unique or or, or one user experience to everyone and uh, it's possible but it's just harder 
so but the but, but the disadvantage side is that it's strict right like uh european laws are uh, pretty strict not only yeah that's it's it requires i cannot do anything without holding licenses so for example i cannot hold users funds until unless i'm regulated under a license which allows me to hold users funds so that also doesn't allow me to learn lightning node or do anything cool uh, around the lightning technology aspects so that's the hard part but financial services have gotten pretty good in europe like they provide financial services in a very modular way and uh, vast licenses and the company's building on top of crypto assets has given a way for companies like us to bind multiple financial services in a compliant way without having to deal with the compliance hurdles but to focus on the technology and build good user experience for the users yeah i feel for you guys no matter where you go you you have a unique set of uh compliance issues and and regulations that you've got to try and uh fit in uh, the this proverbial uh square peg in a round hole kind of thing but i was going through the site great site a lot of interesting stuff seems to be going on one of the things that caught my eye when i was uh reading it says that um uh your tagline is you uh you want to bring bitcoin to the masses can you explain what you mean by that right so uh like when i so i was lucky enough to be accepting Bitcoin as my payments. It used to come directly to my hardware wallet, right? So, uh, but when I tried to orange pill my brother and he was finally convinced that I want to buy Bitcoin. And then the second question he asked was, okay, I buy Bitcoin regularly and I know, and I'm convinced right now Bitcoin is something that I want to hold. And the second question was like, how do I liquidate it when I need it, right? So uh, how do I like cash it out during emergencies? And then uh, I had no good answers for that because most of the existing technologies and provide a good offer. So this brings to another point that there are exchanges which load of Bitcoin chats, market orders, limit orders, and this is not for uh, users, for normal users or no coiners to, you know, like uh, manage their Bitcoin assets. So self-custody is a way to go, but self-custody wallets not provide easy way to buy and liquidate Bitcoin. Uh, so there is need of simple, easy to use tools for users to buy uh, Bitcoin to their wallet and liquidate Bitcoin from their self-custody wallet to get into the bank account. So I see there's a lot of development on wallet sites. So they're doing great uh, Bitcoin and Lightning being self-custody these days, right? So, and these folks do not have access to compliance and it requires, it's, it's a different business altogether, like, you know, being compliant and then allowing users to buy and sell Bitcoin directly to the wallet. So they specialize in making open source code and everyone working together, making your wallet a better experience and more flexible and more uh, open. But the compliant companies try to lock up like when uh, in an ecosystem where they hold Bitcoin custody and also buy, uh, give buy and sell services. So like every if, if every Bitcoin wallet can be given a bar where their users can buy and liquidate Bitcoin directly using these tools, like simple and easy to use tools, that's when uh, it's going to be easy for everyone to liquidate Bitcoin and buy Bitcoin. Give me a minute. I think uh... if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you can support the show and help us grow by listening on Fountain, a podcast app on iOS or Android. You can share your thoughts on this episode or simply say thanks by sending some sets with a comment called a boost. Getting started is easy. You can top up your Fountain wallet with a bank card or any Lightning wallet. 
You can earn sats by listening on Fountain and being an active member of the community. Visit fountain.fm to learn more. Sorry, uh, I had my Bluetooth connected to my phone and then I got a call. Oh, no. I had to cancel. <laughs> no, I have no time. Don't worry about it. Right. So uh, coming back to the point, so every, uh, like there needs to be tools for uh, to uh, easily buying liquidate Bitcoin, especially when you want to spend Bitcoin. And the merchants not accepting Bitcoin on the other world, there needs to be a tools where you can liquidate Bitcoin instantly and with cheaper price so that it does it feels like spending Bitcoin and not really liquidating. You can liquidate small amount of Bitcoin whenever you need and then buy goods and services. Yeah, no, uh, the what I like about that personally is uh the the on ramp uh, the on ramp off ramp focus. Um a lot of uh, the Bitcoin talk is around HODL and is around um, <clears throat> saving for the next 500 years. When in, for a lot of people, this is a savings technology that needs to be used as a savings vehicle. And a savings vehicle is then used into a spending vehicle because you saved it right. for the purpose of spending it. Um, do you get uh, much pushback from, from folks about uh, why you would offer, be promoting an, an off-ramp service for people? Yeah, for sure. That's a very unconventional uh, approach, right? Like we are promoting Bitcoin off ramp. It's like, why do you want to do this to the community? Why do you want to like, get them out of Bitcoin? So uh, yeah, I, I understand. I totally understand. Even uh, uh, like even I want to be more diligent around the messaging, right? So uh, I, I do not want to promote Bitcoin off ramping, but uh, Bitcoin off-ramping is needed, but I don't want to promote that aspect. So messaging and then writing the narrative around this has been a challenge for us. And then uh, we're doing it fairly well, but again, it's it's a challenge and we're uh, doing it. So the reason why Bitcoin off-ramping, again, like being able to spend Bitcoin and liquidate Bitcoin instantly allows you to buy and hold Bitcoin more with confidence. And especially for a no-coiner, that's it's a requirement. So uh, it, it's easy to demonstrate buying something with Bitcoin for a no-coiner than orange billing him with just education, right? You just make a payment, buy uh, something in front of him, and you, you explain how this worked without any intermediary centralized institution involved peer-to-peer -peer, and without the seller having to pay 2.5% for the MasterCard or Visa. So uh, it just got an entire value and you got the product and this demonstration makes it more easier for Bitcoin adoption. It has a network effect to people being involved. And uh, so this is, if if you're uh, a Bitcoiner and if you're holding Bitcoin, that means you want to contribute for Bitcoin to be the next money, right? Uh, at least that would be the intention for most of the people who hold Bitcoin. So if that's the case, most of the Bitcoin holds, holds most of the people who hold Bitcoin at least try to orange pill other people. That's been the common uh, observation. And uh, that is because they want to contribute to the community by onboarding other people to Bitcoin. And and thus making, uh, moving the Bitcoin adoption a little bit by contribution of orange pilling people. So the best way to orange pill people is to use Bitcoin and buy something with it and that's a clear demonstration and uh, onboarding more people becomes easy if done at scale and if done for a long time yeah absolutely no i i completely agree the um it's easy to be 
uh, a hodl type person if you bought in 2012 for 50 cents and have 500 coins and it, you know like you just kind of got lucky and are, are got rich and you have this stack that you don't need to touch because you didn't cost you anything to begin with but if you're a normal person and you're actually trying to integrate this into your life and live on it and use it as a as a saving technology you got to be able to to liquidate at times you know life happens and you know it's a money it's not uh it's not a religion so uh you got to be able to buy spend use it that's right. what it's there for right so and then, so that actually leads me into the to the next question um you kind of alluded to this but if you were to say um your main target who is bringing build for and then why that particular group uh i would like to build for people who build, who to the community which I belong to. That's when it makes my work more purposeful. So I feel like I belong to a community of people who earn in Bitcoin, who hold Bitcoin, or who want to spend Bitcoin. So Bringer is particularly built for people who hold Bitcoin, who earn in Bitcoin. And this tool is absolutely useful for them if they're earning in Bitcoin. So that is the community that will bring, uh, that is the exact target audience that building is built for, but it has much more potential than, uh, it, it has more potential than just providing services to this community. So uh, again, like upcoming merchants who want to accept Bitcoin will be definitely use, uh, are the target audience. I wouldn't call it target audience because that sounds very, uh, they're not targets, right? They're the one who are building uh, the product for. So they could get the most uh, user of bring in if a merchant is accepting Bitcoin payments and then you would like to receive it just 1% than paying 2 to 3% or 2 to 2.5% for MasterCard. When he holds Bitcoin and he doesn't want to deal, he or she doesn't want to deal with totality or like off ramp a little bit so that they can spend and they can manage their finances better. So bring in can add a lot of value there. So uh, bring in is built for people who hold Bitcoin and want to spend it, and also the people who want to accept Bitcoin without much risks of volatility and to be able to liquidate it, liquidate it instantly. So merchants and the consumers who want to spend it. Yeah, that is, um, yeah, the building building for the people who are who are using build for your, uh, build for that kind of folk is always ideal especially when you're one of them you know you are the uh, you're you're a member that of the the target as you said uh of the target audience so you know what they want because you are one of them so as bringing as bringing bring in looks to um interact with um the bitcoin community and people uh spending living building using bitcoin you run into the um we've talked about this a little bit but you run into the hodl uh, group versus the growing a circular economy group, and it sounds like Bringin's in a position to actually um, meet the needs of both. So, how does Bringin serve the needs of the the hodl types, and how does uh, how does uh, Bringin best facilitate the circular economy use Bitcoin types? How is uh, Bitcoin, uh, how is Bringin uh, best suited to those if there are different ways that um, the company can approach both of those different communities. Yeah, right. The people who wants to hold or the community, hold community, as again, as I said, um, 
a lot of people can buy Bitcoin or earn in Bitcoin or accept Bitcoin if they're sure if there's a service, a reliable and a safe service where they can liquidate Bitcoin without having to pay uh, arbitrary 4 to 5% fees or the fees varies with time to time. So that's the reason we keep the fees to flat 1% and we try to work around work our finance around that and to make it, we want to be sustainable with 1% fees. That's our goal. The reason is the 1% removes the barrier of paying a lot of money to liquidate Bitcoin. So this is one of the hurdles for someone to hold a lot of Bitcoin, right? Or buy a lot of Bitcoin if they want to spend it in emergency cases or if they want to liquidate, right? Especially if they're earning in Bitcoin uh, uh, monthly on a monthly basis, they will always have the need to like, uh, like get some Bitcoin, liquidate, and then use it. And not entirely, maybe always they would like to uh, use some Bitcoin to liquidate it. And there should always be a reliable source. That means which for sure works all the time. Like you send Bitcoin and your euros are in the bank account or, uh, you know, for sure that tool is there where I can liquidate Bitcoin and then spend anywhere with a virtual debit card online or I can get it to euro and it works and it off hundred times. And also it's reliable and it's going to stay for another five, 10 years. And I don't have to do QIC in multiple exchanges and I, I don't have to deal with anything. This certainty, this reliability and this, uh, uh, this all being in a tool or an app gives them more confidence in buying and holding Bitcoin. So that's how we can uh, we are contributing to the whole community. And of course, bringing also allows users to buy Bitcoin, but we don't. Uh, there are a lot of more, there are a lot more companies who help people buy Bitcoin. So we also help people buy Bitcoin uh, in a safe way. They can deposit euros into the iBan account that we provide to them, and then they can buy Bitcoin to any wallet. So we don't. Uh, we don't hold the custody of Bitcoin. Like they can send euros to us and they can buy Bitcoin to any wallet at 1% fees. That's how we contribute to the whole community. But on the, like if someone is into the circular economy or promoting circular economy or they're buying and selling Bitcoin, buying and selling goods and services for Bitcoin. So there's always a time where they accumulate a lot of Bitcoin by selling certain goods and they cannot use that Bitcoin to buy other goods, which is not available in that community or that's uh, the economy, right? So that's when this tool is quite important. So this enables users to just live with Bitcoin, right? So if you can liquidate any amount of Bitcoin instantly with low fees and exactly at the time when you want to buy things, it's almost like spending Bitcoin, right? So you walk into a coffee shop with your Phoenix wallet or uh, your Breeze wallet or whatever Satoshi, and then you ask, the shopkeeper if they accept bitcoin and they say no and you can instantly top up your card tap your phone and buy coffee it's almost like spending bitcoin what you did was you sold bitcoin and then bought coffee with euro but since you walked into the coffee with bitcoin and you were able to walk out of the coffee shop with coffee the process is almost like spending bitcoin so being able to spend bitcoin allows you to again like good selling goods and services for bitcoin that helps and making circular economy more powerful. It's like empowering the economy, circular economy, and people who are involved in that. So it's a couple of follow-up questions there. When it comes to the um, the HODL and people buying and uh, custodying, often one of the um, concerns within um, different companies similar to yours is that they try and promote self-custody, but right. they end up just leaving it in 
this this custodial account that's there for them. Um, bring in how how will the the bring in company uh, uh, approach that? I realize you can't probably get in a position where you just throw it, send it regardless if they have nowhere to receive it. So what is uh, what will you guys be doing to try and deal with the the, the custodial aspects of it? Right, uh, that's a good question. So if there's anyone, uh, like if you can't, like we are building a wallet ourselves. So the reason for this is if a user comes to bring in and he can buy Bitcoin and then he, ha he has nowhere to buy Bitcoin too. He has not, he has no wallet set up and that's where custodial solution is doing a good job, right? So they, uh, user can buy Bitcoin and they can see Bitcoin balance, which of course they can sell Bitcoin at the price it's intended to or sell that at any time. So it's almost like holding Bitcoin in a custody service, right? So so we are building a wallet just because if any user who just wants to use bring in for uh, all his needs, right? So we are building a wallet which is self-custody. It's both Lightning and Bitcoin. So uh, if they do not have any of, uh, any wallet of their own, they can use Bitcoin self-custody wallet. So we are partnering with Breeze to build a scalable self-custody wallet. And that allows them to like pay lightning invoices and receive lightning invoices irrespective of constraints they have there on their phone at self-custody, but still it works at scale because the nodes is deployed in a scalable infrastructure and the keys are held in the phone. So, and we're also uh, working on a self-custody on-chain wallet uh, and that's become a lot more easier with a lot of tools these days. So we push out self-custody wallets we will be starting beta testing in a couple of months. So that's how we build this ecosystem, but still self-custody. And we also give this independent tools for users. If you don't use a wallet, that's all right. You can use our tools to buy and sell Bitcoin to any wallet. We don't want you to use our wallets. There are better wallets. And if you don't have any wallet, of course, we provide you an ecosystem where you can buy Bitcoin to a wallet. And we want to make the user experience as smooth as possible. And... Uh, but still making it self-custodial. And for uh, that actually leads to the um uh the the, the circular economy um consumer that you'll be uh servicing. The wallet was actually uh I was curious about that, but it sounds like you're moving in a direction where for those who want to live on use their bitcoin regularly, you'll have a um a wallet that they can use now the the back end of the wallet um there are things like um that uh, i forget they changed the name of it that that el salvador wallet where it's it, it it's something similar you can go you can have the you can have um tether on it it switches back before uh, switches back and forth between tether lightning and on chain it sounds like your wallet will provide something similar for the people who use it and want to spend on a day-to-day -day basis correct that's right so uh anything for users to spend bitcoin right so they can like have a on-chain like we can have a lightning wallet where they can pay lightning invoices out and they'll have an airbank account with debit attached to it so they can instantly liquidate bitcoin from their self-custody wallet to top up or watch debit cards and spend and you so, said it's going into euro correct how is it and you right. said it'll be able to do it in in uh in under a minute how was it able to <laughs> get it um get in get in and out that quickly right so, so uh, again on-chain payments of course will take uh dawn uh, uh like 20 minutes for block confirmations but once we receive bitcoin we can instantly convert it to euro and then we provide into uh, we deposit that euros into the iban account that we provide to every users 
from there, they can have a virtual debit cards attached and they can spend using that virtual debit cards. That's how uh, they can actually get spendable euros in a minute. And also we support supply instant transfer. Instant transfer is, supply instant is a credit transfer in Europe that pushes funds from one bank account to another bank account uh, less than 10 seconds. So this is not supported by all the banks. Uh, if the supply instant is supported by both of banks, then the transfer is initiated and you can get euros into your bank account in less than 30 seconds. But if it's not SEPA instant support and uh, it defaults to SEPA and it takes a couple of days for, or like a couple of hours for uh, receiving bank accounts to get euros. So I say one minute because like you have Bitcoin yourself, custody wallet, you can convert it to euro and then spend it using debit card. So uh, even if it's on chain, it takes 20 minutes as long. And there is no, uh, the mode of spending in Europe is always, it's mostly debit cards. So there is no uh, payments app like Venmo or Cash App. So it's mostly debit cards. So uh, that's how we can liquidate Bitcoin and be able to spend in Europe. Perfect. Um, and going through the site, um, I also noticed that not only do you support the um, uh, a circular economy, a huddle stuff, but also um, the concept of spend and replace. Um, for in is bringing being constructed in a way that spend and replace is the objective, or is it have your whole um, account in Bitcoin and you spend out of that, which is um, bringing more focus towards? So we are focused on spending, but then we want to give an easy way to replace our Bitcoin as well. And uh, so our first beta product was just to spend Bitcoin. And then immediately we added a way where they can replace Bitcoin. Even if they want to test out the product to spend Bitcoin, I don't want them to liquidate Bitcoin just for testing it. So uh, we give them an easy way to buy Bitcoin as well. So uh, as I told, there are a lot of solutions out there who help people buy Bitcoin. And buy Bitcoin is not something, it's, it's not hard to build. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of compliance hurdles, like because uh, euro is converted to Bitcoin and then Bitcoin, uh, the source of euro is always known. So the source where the the money is coming from is known. So by Bitcoin is there are a bunch of companies. There's a lot of companies who are, who are doing it really well. So we provide buy functionality as well, but uh, we to make it easy for users to you know they do KYC and uh, they can buy Bitcoin with to bring in. But then we are more focused and. We want to be a tool to spend Bitcoin for consumers. If they want to spend Bitcoin, they can use Bring In, and uh, it works most of the time, and it it does the best. So, what would you say is the main kind of pain point that Bring In is looking to 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 attack that other companies perhaps are not um, focusing on? Most of the banks in France and Belgium, they don't accept euros from exchanges. So all the third-party payments that exchanges work with to send euros to the bank account are flagged as not so safe. So this leaves, in, this leaves users in a situation where they cannot liquidate Bitcoin and get euros into the bank account. And it's just not possible. So most of the user defaults to using crypto cards like crypto.com cards or Binance cards. They put Bitcoin in in the custody of Binance or crypto.com and then they get the debit card against it. And that's the only way they can spend Bitcoin. And if they want to uh, pay rents with it, they go to an ATM without cash and they uh, give cash to the landlords. 
So unfortunately, this is the only way they can liquidate Bitcoin, which which seems to be a lot of hassles. So bring in is a no-brainer solution, and it's it 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 particularly focuses on these people who want to liquidate their Bitcoin, and the people who want to liquidate Bitcoin could be anyone who's earning in Bitcoin, contractors, employees, or or businesses who accept payments from their clients from other countries in Bitcoin, or the merchants who accept Bitcoin payments regularly. So all these folks need a way where they can liquidate Bitcoin when they when they want. So that's that's the main. Uh, those are the people that we want to help with, and then easy liquidation of Bitcoin is the pain point that we are solving. Easy and safe, instant. Now, within uh, you've been talking about uh, this as Europe in general. Are there specific countries or regions within Europe that are uh, more? Kind of in your in your in your site to focus on or uh anywhere that that's kind of outside um of uh your uh ideal location or anything in the middle there where 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 is there a part of europe that is more um more of a focus for you than elsewhere uh not necessarily in terms of objective, but then in terms of getting the business started or in terms of just driving more volume or go-to-market strategy point of view, we want to target or we want to start operating in or focus more on Netherlands and Berlin to get started with because there's a lot of grassroots level, uh, uh, level initiatives in Netherlands and Germany that we are building relationships with so uh, they can help us reach a lot of users with the product. And also, Netherlands has the zero capital gain tax, which is one of the reasons where uh, why most of the people who hold Bitcoin could move to Netherlands so that they can liquidate Bitcoin because the capital gain tax there is zero. So Netherlands and Berlin are definitely one of the two countries that we want to start with. But uh, from the day one, the product is available for all the countries which is part of EEA. And there's no particular focus on any countries, but there are two countries who need this the most, like France and Belgium, at least from the interactions that I had with the beta users. Those are the two, uh, two countries whose users will need bringing the most. So we'll uh, focus is, on these four countries. Can you, um, so I get the uh, the zero tax um, countries, but you also mentioned that France and, and you said Belgium, right, right. Uh, are needed the most. You said, is what what's the reason for that? The banks are very strict, so they don't work with any third-party payment providers. For example, if you're in Estonia or Lithuania, banks could allow euro incoming from a third-party payment providers. So you could receive payments from OnePay and Binance to your bank directly, and you can be sure that it's not not be sure. It's it's more oh, it's more or less likely that bank will block your account. But banks in France and Belgium, at least this is based on our conversations with the users, uh, are more strict. Or or they don't like receiving euros from exchanges. If they do, if the users do receive euros from exchanges, they pause the bank account and just require more details on source of funds, and then they resume the bank account. So that's the reason France and Belgium. Hmm. So this just purely based on uh, our interactions with the users. There's no exact data or concrete data. We didn't do any uh, extensive research to get this. I see. The so you uh, are those two within the Euro the the Eurosphere. Those two are probably the most most strict. 
Um, and then I realize uh, the UK is not Europe anymore. Do you have any interaction with the UK or is that kind of outside of the focus for the time being? It's, it's tricky to onboard users from UK. Uh, at the time, we can't onboard users from UK, but in, uh, in a couple of months, we will be able to do so. Oh, you're, you're look, okay. You're already you're already moving out. That's great. Um, so within Europe, do you over the past uh, since you've been working on uh, on bringing and then uh, going into um, the next year or two, are the numbers of users that um, are holding and using Bitcoin on a steady increase as it comes in waves? How is the user base developing over time there? Uh, of course, like the market cycles affects a lot and the amount of buy and sells that happens as uh, it's it's same for every country. But uh, there's something interesting happening in Europe. So the regulations are making uh, cryptocurrencies or virtual assets more uh, trustable for users. So it's, it's ironical because the regulations coming in makes users trust the cryptocurrencies more. So... Uh, like a no-coiner would find Bitcoin not so safe until unless the companies who are providing the services are licensed and regulated. So the upcoming micro-regulations is intent to make Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as safe as euros. That's the intention. So with this regulation coming in, we can expect a lot of people to interact with cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin uh, with much safer uh, intention or much safer. Uh, they're not very doubtful about interacting with Bitcoin because most of the new coiners I interact with, they don't trust Bitcoin. They associate Bitcoin with uh, non-illegal stuff. You know how the back PR has been from last few years about Bitcoin, but this regulations definitely help Europe uh, Europeans to interact more with Bitcoin. And I see this as a positive sign, even though eventually I'm not sure how it spans out, but a uh, lot more people are in Europe are going to buy Bitcoin in a couple of years. Let's hope so. Yeah. So I've been asking kind of general questions about Europe, but uh, specifically when it comes to uh, bring in the company, what are the biggest challenges? Uh, and I think you've alluded to a lot of these already, but um, what are the biggest challenges that you see for bring in going forward over the next year, 18 months, 24 months, something like that? Right. So one thing is we're off-ramping company, right? So Bitcoin, you're off-ramping. So uh, it's hard enough to build a Bitcoin-only companies uh, because the, uh, the number of people who hold Bitcoin is small, right? So it's hard enough to build com Bitcoin-only company. And it's super hard to build company for the, to help people who hold Bitcoin to liquidate it instantly. So the number of people who want to spend Bitcoin or merchants accepting Bitcoin this acceptance or this moment, uh, this adoption can take time. So, uh, so like upcoming bull cycle or like the cycle which uh, where prices are gonna go up and people are gonna interact with Bitcoin more. So it's gonna get us enough business to survive, but we expect to survive for another three, four years to be this company or a go-to company for Bitcoin payments. So today, as as of today, I see there is need for this tool and there are enough users who want this tool and we can build a sustainable business. But going down the road, we will have to sustain and uh, wait till Bitcoin 
spendability is widely adopted where merchants accept Bitcoin and users can pay with Bitcoin. So uh, it's happening, but it can happen only at scale once the regulations are clear and merchants can accept Bitcoin without having to deal with tax ambiguity. So that's one challenge, like focusing only on your off-ramp or making Bitcoin spendable, like uh, making sustainable business out of it. Other challenge is obviously the compliance, right? So the MICA regulation has come, uh, uh, will be in act in 2024. And uh, no countries and no companies is quite compliant with MICA because it's too strict. So of course, there's going to be a duration where uh, that is given to all the companies to comply with the regulations. But a lot of things or a lot of uh, things in terms of user experience is going to change, which probably won't be ideal for the community. So that's the challenges that we are uh, foreseeing in the coming years. Hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot going on there. It's hard. I mean, unfortunately, as your average average Joe American, you kind of look at Europe and you say, oh, yuck, uh, for a lot of the uh, the compliance stuff. You know, like um, not that America is much better, but it, um, the, the messaging around Europe is usually <laughs> rather aggressive. Uh, comparatively speaking, you have outlets in the U.S. which seem much more uh, favorable to it as opposed to Europe, where it just seems like it's a constant barrage of of kind of hurdles that you, uh, some, something like bring in would have to jump over to get through. But you are, I mean, you started the company with the idea and having a full knowledge of, of these challenges. So I'm curious, what is what are the opportunities and what's bringing currently building towards those ends over the next year, couple of years that we'll look to as the hurdles get jumped over where, right. uh, what it, what is bringing building? Yeah. So we'll be uh, strive for Bitcoin, right? So we will be the gateway where like we are building off ramp solutions and so custody solutions. So it helps merchants accept Bitcoin and then uh, it helps people spend Bitcoin. So once the hurdles are over, it's going to be so easy for people to spend and accept Bitcoin. So uh, we'll be the go to app. Or we will use, we will be build all the tools and infrastructure that is required for people to spend and for merchants accept Bitcoin. So, uh, and we'll be well positioned at that time, supporting all the companies who need these services, and all the merchants who need these services to easily accept Bitcoin. So uh, that's why we are not only focusing on offering, but also we are uh, building a self custody solution so that when time comes that people are confident holding Bitcoin, so they can accept only Bitcoin payments from the customers, right? So. So we are working towards that. So uh, a solution where we will to bring in is going to be tools and services, all the tools and services that is required for companies and merchants to accept Bitcoin payments and for uh, both on a retail and enterprise level. And for consumers, it's going to be uh, simple tools that they can use to sp uh, spend Bitcoin. And if, and Lord willing, if, <laughs> um, bringing it successful. We have our a bull run that comes over the next 18, 24 months. We're over the next, say, five years and then going into 10 years. If bringing um, hits its milestones and moves as it as you hope that it will, where will it be going? What is it looking to uh, to do? Right. So I see Bitcoin as a more efficient payment system, right? So uh like Transwise, Western Union, all these companies, Mastercard, Wise, Visa, all these companies have created a very complex brute force mechanism of moving funds across the globe. And it works, but not sufficiently, right? So Bitcoin is such an amazing technology and it's it's all this problem uh, in a very sim 
it's it's super modern and it's amazing the way the funds can be moved from one point of the world to another point of the world without any centralized institutes being involved and it happens instantly as well like 20 minutes settlement is amazing so bitcoin to uh, can be used as a settlement layer to move funds across globe right now wise and Western Union have built this payment and work and they charge up to 5 to 6% to move funds from one point of the world to another point of the world. When I say one point of the, point of the world to another point of the world, it's more of a remittance use case. So if Bitcoin can be used as a settlement layer to move funds across one country to another country, it makes this present system more efficient because the network is free. All you need to charge is for the tools that you're building on top of this technology to move funds. So building a good off-ramp solution is the best start because on-ramping is not that hard, right? So off-ramping would be the most hardest thing to solve in this toolings to use Bitcoin as the settlement layer to move funds across. So as we tackle the off or Bitcoin off-ramping problem initially, moving further, it's going to be easier for us to tackle the remittance use case using Bitcoin as a settlement layer. So that's the main uh, goal. I personally experience a uh, lot of instances where I when I moved to Estonia, I just took my Bitcoin and I, I didn't have to worry about signing up or for any apps to move funds to convert INR, Indian national rupees to Euro, or it was not too hard for me to send funds to my brother. And even inviting a friend from Europe to come to India, I could just like send Bitcoin to help her book the flight tickets and then she can come. So it has it is made a lot easier for me to move funds across the nations already. Uh, and I I see why Bitcoin makes sense to move funds across the nations and all the other solutions. So it's just not good. It's it's just a software web solution. Yeah, the yeah, I mean, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with you. The the nature of um, Bitcoin going forward is um, is a global payments network. Obviously, that's what it, uh, that's the whole point of the thing. And so I'm curious, and this is just the show question um, that I uh, that I like to ask. The name of the, of our show is Tokyo Citadel Builders, um, and there's the the three hosts of us have a bit of a disagreement. I think there will be physical places um, that will have uh, very favorable interactions with Bitcoin, El Salvador, and, and things like that. Uh, my co-host Dash thinks it's more of an online citadel concept, and then my actually are uh, the third. Uh, co-host is really not super positive on the whole Citadel concept uh, in general. So I'm curious, um, where do you fit on that? What do you think of the, the the of the Bitcoin Citadel idea? And do you see in Europe different places um, where uh, that will emerge and where Bringin will really be used to its fullest capacity? Yeah, for sure. I am more inclined to uh, physical citadels and uh, bringing the plenty will Amen. play you sure in that. Uh, yeah, the uh, and if if you had to guess where in Europe would uh, or uh, maybe not just Europe, if you have any other ideas, where will become um, centers of this kind of uh, activity? Um, it's it's really hard to see. Uh, I'm not sure in Dali. It's, I'm not sure I can. I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that that was uh, kind of a surprise question. It's a hard one. Um, the the uh, we we here in Japan are always kind of tossing back and forth the idea whether or not Japan, uh, where that one goes. Um, 
in the future, whether or not it will be more or less uh, cooperative with uh, those who wish to make uh, Bitcoin a, a settlement layer for their finances. But as we're it's coming up on about an hour, so I want to be respectful of your time, knowing that you have a lot to do. And I really do appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk to us about uh, bringing, looking forward to seeing myself in the future. Uh, you, we've talked a lot about Europe um, and you already mentioned that you hope to go to the UK. Do you have more global uh, expansion on the on your mind or are you going to focus really on Western Europe? Uh, that's that's just for the time being like for another two years we'll just focus on europe because uh again we're into compliance and then on and off ramp so uh moving further we definitely want to expand to other uh countries in the globe as well so that's definitely on the roadmap uh we'll do expand but at least for another couple of years we'll be europe focused because that's a big enough geography and hard enough problem to solve any any chance we can get you to come to japan and make life a little bit easier for us over here Yes, of course, Japan, India, for sure. And uh, if, especially when things regarding compliance and things got, it's very clear, uh, for sure. That's definitely excellent. Japan is one of the nice places and I like Japan. So, yeah, please. If, if ever you're uh, planning to come on over, let us know. We'll uh, we'll roll out the red carpet or whatever, our, <laughs> whatever we can. We'll roll it out for you to make you feel welcome. Brother, it was a pleasure. Can you tell people the best way to learn more about Bringin? connect with you um, and to explore the services that you guys offer? The best way is to follow us on Twitter. Bring in XYZ is our handle. We constantly push updates about our latest developments and then uh, anything related to the product and services. That's the best way. Bring in XYZ is our website uh, and we have a blog section where you can subscribe to the newsletter. We constantly push we push curations and creations for Bitcoiners which is probably useful uh, once in a week so you can subscribe to the newsletter as well and these are the two channels that I would uh, say the best way to get more updates on bring in excellent brother I appreciate it I appreciate your time thanks please, thanks for having me here and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you please join us again as updates come and as more as um, changes come let us know so that we can uh, maybe do this again and, and learn how you guys are interacting with Europe and how uh, Bringin is developing over time. Sure. That sounds great. Okay. Brother, I will cut um, right after that last goodbye. I'll, I'll clip the show there and um, add, the, add the outro. But yeah, everything before, I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. It was a great talk. Really excited to hear about Bringin. We've got a lot of Europeans, so I'm sure they will be uh, glad to learn about the services as they develop. Of course, I think it's quite important for me to talk about the service because being an engineer, it's very easy for me to get into a room and start building things. But uh, <laughs> recently, I've been like trying to write more things, uh, jot on more thoughts, or like you know talk to people about what I'm thinking. That ha really helps in conveying the intentions behind this company. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I really appreciate. It. I'm really excited. I wish I was. I wish there was a way that I could enter. I mean, in, I'm Japan. I'm Japanese and American, so I can't. I, unfortunately, it doesn't quite overlap for me yet. But hopefully, when you guys get a product out, it'll be uh, something that I can uh, I can use to its fullest. Because I would love to have something like that, like bringing over here. I, I totally understand because I'm an Indian. I, I currently I'm in Bangalore, and I wish like most of my colleagues are in Bangalore, and I wish they could use bring into liquidate Bitcoin instantly because that's when we, we pay out size in Bitcoin and then the use P2P wait for half an hour on this successful process. So I really wish bring was in India 
So it's a matter of time. We definitely want to like expand and offer the service to other places when the, when the compliance is more clear in India and other countries. Yeah, we wait. We wait for the compliance someday. Someday will give us a little bit of peace. Uh, but unfortunately, that's a requirement for us. Otherwise, if it's oh, only yeah, I don't mind. Like... Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, we get everybody. You know, as uh, you know, we always make you be as compliant. You know, for the show for the federal agencies. Yes, be as compliant as you possible possibly can let's not get in trouble yet but um once again thank you brother i appreciate your time good luck thanks, enjoy thanks, the rest of your day sure sounds good you too bye bye and we thank you for listening to us today you can find us on twitter and Noster at tokyo citadel you can find us on our main site tokyocitadel.com and please check out our guests that, that you heard today support us on the fountain app with a thousand sat boost or Head on over to the site and hit us up with some love over there. Building sovereignty, privacy, and hope into the Tokyo Citadel. See you next time.